You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston. Welcome, David. Hi, Jason. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. It's good to have you here today again. Thank you. And uh, what's the weather like up in Launceston? Oh, it's not bad. It's a little crisp this morning, but otherwise it's quite nice. It has uh, started to turn cool in Tasmania, hasn't it? Yes, we've left summer and we're into winter. I think we've only got two seasons. Definitely on the way. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, David, it's good to have you back on your series, Reflecting Jesus. And uh, every uh, time we start our program, you like to share a little story. And uh, you've been sharing stories about how God has blessed you in your life. So uh, what would you like to share with us this morning? Yeah, thanks, Jason. It's very interesting that what I wanted to share today really reflects on God's faithfulness. And that's what we're talking about today, God's faithfulness. And it's interesting that what I found in my Christian walk, one of the greatest blessings was God's faithfulness to us. There's a thing in the Bible called tithing. And that tithing is when you give back to God 10% of what you earn. And that shows our returned faithfulness to God. But a couple of experiences that I had showed that God honors that. uh, Because in Malachi, where he talks about the tithe, he says, test me in this and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so much you won't be able to hold it or contain it. And, and I thought, well, you know, that's not the reason we do it, but, but it's, it's amazing in your Christian walk as you watch God do those blessings. One of the things that God has constantly blessed me with is employment. And, and I know there's a lot of people who've been out of work, uh, lost a job, um, restricted with what they can do because of COVID and their choices with vaccinations and all the rest just recently. And what I've seen over the last 40 years of my working life is I joined, um, I started working when I was 15, when I left home, I started as an apprentice in the Air Force. And since that day, God has been faithful to me. And there's only been two weeks in the last 40 years, two weeks, that's quite a significant, short, significantly short period of time out of 40 years when I had a non-voluntary unemployment. So there was almost eight months where I voluntarily didn't work, but God had already blessed us before that as well, and he provided the funds so I could do that. Mm. And that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but God has kept me in work for the last 40 years. And I guess the amazing thing for me is that often during that time, I wasn't always faithful Mm. with tithe. I wasn't always faithful in returning, you know, the 10% that God uh, asked us to give him. But he's even helped me in that to reach a point where I am always faithful in that now. And I can say that because that's something that God has laid on my heart as very, very important, you know. So perhaps... This alone, you know, this alone in that God kept me in work, he's kept the the funds coming in, 
he's done that right throughout that working career of mine so far, is alone one of the greatest examples of God's faithfulness because it's not dependent on what we do. Mm. You know, God didn't wait for me to be faithful and then say, all right, I'll keep you in work for 40 years. You know, a good half of that time, um, I wasn't as faithful as I should have been, yet God remained faithful. You know, and I think that's fantastic. Mm, that's uh, certainly something I've experienced in my life, uh, uh, running a small business for the last um, 22 odd years. Uh, it can be stressful at times if you can't see the work coming in and uh, mm. you've got employees that you've got to pay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, so far God has been faithful and um, he's sustained us through that. And I guess that's Matthew chapter 6 talks about uh, if we seek him first, then mm. all these things will be added unto us. The things that we need. Need. Not yeah, necessarily right. all the wants that we have, but the things we need. Yeah, you're right, Jason. You're David, right. last week we asked a question um, of our listeners. Have you ever experienced the kind of goodness where somebody was extraordinarily generous to you? Mm. And we had uh, three uh, really good responses that we're going to share right now. Mm. Um, the first one was from Margie. Uh, we have experienced kindness out of the blue. We breed puppies, and I had loaned one of my breeding girls to a new friend with the understanding of getting two pups from each litter from her in exchange for using our girl for breeding. When it came time, we were offered one pup. After discussion, I gave in because I hate arguing. Next, I was told one of the pups had a heart condition and, I, and had to be put down. So the pup I was getting was going to the buyer of the sick pup. No pups at all. I didn't argue, but asked if I'll get the money. Nope, I lost out again. Again, I chose not to argue and left it. Then there was an argument brewing about my girl and ownership. The chip certificate was in my name. Again, I shut up and said nothing. After some time, the lady I'd been dealing with found out that the girl was legally mine. Arrangements were made by the lady to drop off my girl at a certain address and time. The poor dog was thin as a rake. Mm. Cut a long story short, I had to pay the lady $147.50 for my girl's vaccination she had done. Uh, but some mutual friends had been dealing with the lady and disapproved of her behaviour. And later, the mutual friend who introduced the lady to us visited us and gave us an envelope with $2,000 in it. Mm. They felt I had lost out unfairly and decided to gift us the money, which paid mm. our outstanding rates. Praise the Lord. So God, mm. God uh, is uh, good to us even in times of difficulty, where obviously there were some financial challenges that Margie was having and, uh, and needed to have the money to be able to pay the bills. Um, there's another one here from Christina. She says, uh, Hi, Jason and David. Thanks for your great sharing and teaching. For people living on their own, you are great company. Well, I'm glad about that. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think I'm very good company, but uh, we, we're glad that uh, you like listening. In reply to when God has been good, I believe the saying, God is good all the time. Well, mm. that, that's uh, sometimes hard to believe, but it is good to believe that. Mm. In particular, about 11 years ago, when I had been diagnosed with an untreatable rare cancer, I'm a single mum and had also lost my job through being from being unwell. My church took up a donation and some friends organised a giant garage sale as a fundraiser to help support our family and to pay for the extra dietary and healthcare needs I had. Even more importantly, people prayed. God showed up with his mercy and grace. 
I have lived way beyond the oncologist's expectations and the tumour stabilised. They had no explanation for it, but I know beyond a doubt that God has healed me. Mm. I still have the tumours, but they now are stable. Praise the Lord for his loving kindness and miracles. He still works today. Even in crisis and when things look hopeless, God is good. He has a plan Mm. for our lives. Mm. And then Christina wrote in just a short time later to say, I think we cry out when we cry out to God in total surrender to Him and in faith, mm. He is merciful to us. Amen. I found a closeness to God that was was and is almost indescribable and very healing. Mm. God is good. It doesn't mean we don't suffer in this life, but our suffering can, in a way, be a great gift if we draw closer to Him through it. Mm. He will give you peace that is beyond understanding. I'm so grateful God honoured my plea that it wasn't my time yet as I had a young family. Mm. Get, getting a second chance on life really made me see what's important and trying my best to live well, caring for others and sharing gratitude for God. I pray that God continues to keep you healthy too, Jason. Um, mm. Obviously, uh, Christine has been listening to some of my your stories. programs as well. <laughs> so mm. thank you for that, uh, Christina. We lost my nephew last year to an aggressive brain mm. tumour and both my daughters have lost teenage friends to cancer. It's tragic. That's uh, so sad and we all have experiences of people who have uh, lost loved ones. Mm. We are very blessed to have extra time on earth. It really urges me to live well in God's will for my life. Discerning that can sometimes be challenging. I keep coming back to Jesus' command to love God and to love one another. It's helpful hearing real-life stories on Faith FM and all of the biblical encouragement and education. God bless. Mm. And we've got one more story before we go to the break. This uh, <laughs> is from Francine. We uh, we had an overwhelming response last week, so thank you for texting in. This is Francine. She says, uh, my third pregnancy was a twin pregnancy. By the time my twins were born, I had four children under two and a half. That would have been challenging. Mm. They were all really close in age. I was an immigrant with no family and with my only support network being a few friends. One day out of the blue, a lovely lady called Karen contacted me and offered to help me out for a couple of hours on Friday so that I could do shopping without the children or rest. This was an extraordinary offer for a number of reasons, and she lists a couple of the reasons here. I didn't know Karen. She had heard about my situation from a friend I met at Playgroup. And the second reason, Karen had eight children of Mm. her own and a few young ones in the mix. So, wow. Um, Karen texted in also to clarify that uh, this wasn't just one Friday. This was every second Friday for a whole season, Mm. so not just a once-off. I often think back on that sacrifice as such a selfless act and such a blessing in my life. It was a tough time, and I was just functioning on autopilot. I don't remember much of that time, but I do remember this lady and still think of her with much fondness. Even though our paths have parted, she was there for a brief season, and it mattered. But I know Jesus is there for us always, and I'm so grateful for this program that you offer. Such godly insight, insightful and wonderful spiritual food. Love how you unpack it all. So I consider you as doing a wonderful good thing for me every day, every morning as I listen. It's part of my God time, and I love listening to you speak God's word. Bless you all for those wonderful programs. I listen nearly every day. And that was from Fran. Mm. Thank you, Fran, for sharing. Of course, if you want to listen to our past episodes, you can do that on the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au and also on the Faith FM app. 
Uh, right now we will go to a break and just after a break we'll ask you a new, another question that uh, you might want to respond to today. But right now, this is our first song, I Will Never Leave You Alone. Paul Zach and Liz Weiss with I Will Never Leave You Alone and so appropriate for those stories that we shared where God's goodness came through uh, it through, through the uh, service of other people but uh, also you were sharing earlier in your experience that God has been with you in your life David with uh, mm. always uh, providing uh, employment for you in the mm. last 40 years only two weeks where you haven't had uh, 
um, paid employment. So um, we were going to ask a listener question, and uh, this question is relevant to today's program, which is really uh, focused on the faith aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, faithfulness. Mm. And uh, the question is... Would anyone be willing to share a time when you experienced genuine faithfulness and loyalty? So share with us a time where you have experienced genuine genuine faithfulness and loyalty. And that uh, might be through uh, your experience with God or through experience with a friend. But we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 0488-880-891. Share a time when you experience genuine faithfulness and loyalty. 0488-880-891. We'd love to hear from you. Now, Peter, uh, sorry, Peter, David, <laughs> got too many, uh, too many, too many uh, biblical you, names in our in our program. Peter, oh, David, yes, that's right. <laughs> um, David, uh, we need to get on with our program today, and uh, we've been reading this passage, Galatians five nineteen to twenty six. Mm. Uh, what version are we going to be reading from today? Well, today, as we look at this um, topic of God's faithfulness as seen through the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit, clearly, if it's the fruit of the Spirit, it's a um, it's a characteristic that God has. I'm going to look at that idea of the characteristic of God's faithfulness. We're going to read again Galatians five nineteen to twenty six, and this time in the clear word. Now, many of our readers may not have ever heard of this version. Now, this is a paraphrase, very interesting version. A Seventh Adventist pastor was uh, using um, or, or, or diarying, if you like, his devotions. And as he diaried his devotions and reading through the Bible, he would uh, read the Bible, and I'm not sure what version he was reading, and then he would expand on that with his other material that he'd found during commentary reading and other things with his devotions. When when it was sort of uh, shown to other people, when other people saw what he was doing, they loved it so much. They said, why don't you, this was just through the New Testament he was doing this, why don't you do it for the whole Bible? So he spent many, many years putting together a paraphrase um, for devotional reading, a little bit like the message, I suppose, and, uh, and and publish that together in a, in a Bible. Now, you won't find it on Bible Gateway, but it is available in some Christian bookshops if you want to uh, search for it online and you can purchase a copy. It's called The Clear Word, and so it's really an expanded paraphrase uh, for devotional study. Mm. So we've got that in the uh, the Clear Word version today. And as we're looking at all the different kinds of versions of the Bible, reading this same passage and seeing what we can bring out of it, perhaps um, I'll pray, and then you can you can read this section for us, please, sure. uh, Jason. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your inspiration through your Holy Spirit and how you inspire people to write words that you want us to hear. Lord is. We read this version today as we study this topic of your faithfulness. Please speak to us, we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Galatians 5, starting in verse 19. Thanks, yeah. Jason. So this is the clear word. The actions of our sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impure thoughts, filthy language and recklessness, just to mention a few. But they don't end there. They also include idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, strife, hostility, heresies, envy, drunkenness, 
and sexual perversions. There are other evils committed which I'm not going to mention because you already know what they are. I'm warning you again, those who do these things cannot be taken into God's kingdom. But the fruit which the Holy Spirit produces is totally different. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, humility and self-control. There is no law against such things. Those who belong to Christ have crucified their sinful nature and are no longer under its control. We get our new life from the Holy Spirit, so let's keep in step with the Spirit and live the way he wants us to. Let's not be proud and challenge each other or envy one another. Mm, thanks, Jason. Really easy reading, and I, I love mm. some of the things that jumped out for me there, and one of them was in verse 22. But the fruit which the Holy Spirit produces is totally different, mm. totally different from, you know, those humanistic um, attitudes and characters. And then um, as we go on to verse 25, so let's keep in step with the Spirit and live the way he wants us to. So there's there's effort involved there in staying connected with God. I like that. Mm. Absolutely. So uh, as we move into this section today, and we have a few minutes to look at this first passage, first portion of it, I'd like to define what is faithfulness. So one of the one of the things that reminds me of God's faithfulness is simply taking a look at this world, the world we live in. You know, when you look at all the other planets in our own solar system, there is not a planet like Earth. I can say that with confidence looking at all the different planets and, and ecosystems that, that, that or lack of ecosystem, I suppose, in, in the rest of our own galaxy that we've been able to discover. Most of the other planets you look at are potted with uh, meteor craters, meteor impacts, and yet our upper atmosphere um, burns up most of the meteorites that hit our planet which is quite incredible. Mm. Our, our own satellite, the moon, seems to draw in a lot of them. You take a look at the, um, the impact craters on the moon and you can see them with the naked eye. Mm. At night when you, uh, when you go out and have a look, you can see some of those crater impacts. You look at the air that we breathe the air that we breathe we don't have to worry going outside our door in the morning or waking up as to whether we're going to be able to survive the day you know all of those other planets that we can see even just the you know the seven eight nine whatever however many you want to count uh, today <laughs> uh, if you include pluto or not uh, they you would really struggle you know if we're going to go to the moon we're going to have to build those ecosystems so we can breathe but we don't have to fight with that when we walk out of our door today. Mm. The trees and the photosynthesis that provides the oxygen from our, um, our carbon dioxide, what we breathe out, the trees breathe in for their life. What an amazing design. What an amazing faithfulness. And the water in, on and around the world. Just those things alone show me God's care for us and his faithfulness. Mm. Just fascinating, isn't it? I'm, I've never thought until you mentioned it just then that uh, ultimately the atmosphere is a protective layer, isn't it, around the mm. earth that uh, protects us from many stray uh, you know, pieces of matter, the meteorites that come around. But, uh, but as you said, they, they hit the, the moon and uh, we rarely have a, an event that um, causes problems here. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. So what is faithfulness? Well, the word that's used in Galatians here, uh, when translated, actually means uh, faith or faithful. And it's used, um, if you think of the Hebrew of it, uh, it's used about 19 times in the Old Testament, translated specifically as faith or faithful. Uh, Numerous times in the Bible it's used uh, with other meanings like to prove, to be reliable, to be sure, established, permanent, enduring, all those things. In the New Testament where it's translated through the Greek as faith or faithful, like it is here in Galatians, it's used over 263 times. So we haven't got time to look at all of those. Mm. So I thought when we do look at some of these verses today, we're going to just isolate it to Galatians, the book context, and perhaps a few others in other places okay so i i i don't have the time to even look at all the ones that i want to look at this morning but when we start in galatians 1 and verse 23 we see here that paul is speaking about the faith being the identity or the message which is centered around jesus as the messiah then in galatians 2 16 we have paul using the word faith in regard to salvation And it differentiates between the Jewish belief, you know, that um, works-based faith where you you can earn your way to heaven um, as being opposed to the faith that God counts as as right um, by simply believing in him and taking some action. We'll look at that in a moment. But then uh, outside of one of the most detailed chapters on faith, you may have heard about uh, Hebrews 11, Mm. In Galatians 3, it's one of the most complete chapters talking about faith in the Bible. I want to read a few verses here, and I think I only have a few seconds to look at this before we're going to have to go to another break. Uh, Where's our time gone, Jason? (laughs) You can go on for just a little bit. (laughs) All right, all right. Let me me have a look at this. So just in these few verses, in in verse 2 of chapter 3, it says, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And then in verse 5, Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law, again, or by the hearing of faith? Uh, Again, he's repeating this over and over. And so as we see through this chapter, we see that um, we're only counted as Abraham's seeds or heirs according to the promise, if you like, if we have faith in God, not just by doing all the right things. And so even in verse 11 to 14, he shows that although we're not made right by God through the law, but by our faith, um, the law is still very, very important. We live by them, as he says uh, in verse 12, or in reference to them. So they're there, they're important. And we live by the law, but that doesn't save us. Mm. Very, very important. Outside of this, we have the difference between passive and active faith when you look at mark nine twenty four, if you have time write that down and go and read it it talks about passive belief but uh, it, this is not what the faith is that we're talking about james goes into great depth if you go to james chapter 2 and verse 19 20 he uses both the word belief and the word faith and he said that the belief is more passive yes you know the the, the demons believe that Jesus is God, but they don't do anything about it. We have to have an active faith. And back in Galatians chapter 3, 22 to 26, that's what it's talking about. It's talking about this active faith that 
um, that helps us to live in accordance with the way God wants us to live. Mm. The uh, we I was uh, having some discussions about this this top topic of faith and what it really is and and I, I think it for me it involves three things um, belief trust and action and mm. uh, I won't mm. say more about that at the moment but they're the three elements that I believe uh, are entirely part of you know the faith experience is belief trust and action but yeah a- absolutely it's just like a chair you know you, yep. you can believe the chair's going to hold you up mm. but until you grab it and you sit in it you don't demonstrate you actually believe it's going to work right. faith is the sitting in the chair mm. that's it uh, remember our listener question. If you would be willing to share an experience of genuine, genuine faithfulness and loyalty, text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We've got a free book offer that we'll be giving after the break, and it's called The Fullness of Faithfulness. But right now, this is By Faith by Rebecca Simmons and written by Stuart Townend, Keith Getty and Kristen Getty. By Faith. By faith we see the hand of God In the light of creation's grand design In the lives of those who prove His faithfulness Who walk by faith and not by sight By faith our fathers roam the earth With the power of His promise in their hearts Of a holy city built by God's own hand A place where peace and justice reign We will stand as children of the promise We will fix our eyes on Him, our soul
shall be moved And the power of the gospel shall prevail For we know in Christ all things are possible For all who call upon His name We will stand as children of the promise We will fix our eyes on Him, our soul Faith, and that was featuring Rebecca Simmons. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and this morning we're talking with David Maxwell. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. So David, before the break, we were talking about faith and what that really means, and I mentioned that uh, recently I was having a discussion about what faith really means, and and I was saying that it it involves belief, trust and faith. And belief is, I guess, something that you've, you've got to grasp onto initially. You've got to have some belief in order to have faith. Mm. But trust is a strong belief. And so it's sort of like a progression into something more than just belief. It's a strong belief. And then mm. faith is where you can put that belief into action in your life where it actually has the, the 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 effect of changing the way you live your life because mm. um, that strong belief that you have gives you a confidence to live in a different way. Mm. Mm. So uh, you're going to expand on this a little bit more. Yes, I've got a great illustration that will just go on from that belief, trust and faith. There was a, a man on a tightrope once who was going to cross the Niagara Falls. Now, I think you've got to be a little bit out of your mind to do that. But nevertheless, this this um, this man by the name of Blondin uh, is in the Guinness World Records and it mentions the amazing feats of this tightrope walker. He once crossed the, the Niagara Falls on the tightrope, and there's the crowd of people on each side, and as he crosses over, everyone cheers. And when Blondin's finished, he turns around and he says, Do you think I can carry a man across on my shoulders? And they all affirm belief in that statement. Yes, Blondin, that you can do it, they cheer. Mm. Um, and then he turns around and says, well, then who will hop on my shoulders? That's the key, isn't it? Like, unless you're prepared to jump on his shoulders, you're not really demonstrating faith, are you? And not a single person <laughs> would do it. So if someone was to do that, mm. it would show they had faith. Because they're willing to take action. Everyone else then would look and it would build their trust. Mm. But until they stepped forward, it wouldn't show their faith. So I like that belief, trust, 
faith, mm. and each one is stronger than the other. So mm. clearly, if they, if if you really trust, you're going to take some action, which is very, very important. So that's what we're going to talk about now. Um, in Galatians uh, chapter five uh, and verse sixteen, Paul preempts this whole section in in, in what he's talking about here uh, in in Galatians. He preempts this section uh, that we've been reading together in verse 16 with a joiner, if you like, between what he's been discussing in previous chapters to this section. So let me, let me read verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the, flesh, the lusts of the flesh. Let me read that again. I say to you then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So here he's speaking about actions coming out of what's inside, uh, and he gives a solution right up front here before he goes into these verses that we've been reading. He says, walk in the Spirit and you will not. He doesn't say you might not. He doesn't say uh, you'll be able to try harder not to. He says, if you walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill the flesh, lusts of the flesh. So clearly there's a choice here. We can choose who we want to have filling and in guiding our lives. We can either choose God, and uh, we see the results of that in the fruit of the Spirit down below, or we can choose Satan and self, or Satan or self, whichever. He doesn't really care. And, and here you have at the beginning of that section all of those um, behaviours that are evident if we do that. So it, it really shows here a struggle between two natures. And, and Paul, uh, it's interesting that Paul writes this because he is, he is someone who really understands it. You know, if you go to Romans chapter 7, you see how much Paul understands this conflict within ourselves you know, and he shows that you know i i want to do the right thing if i find myself doing the wrong thing oh i'm, I'm such a wretched man I, I i just keep doing wrong things and and i remember an illustration once that kind of explained it a little bit to me the indian illustration of the two wolves where a man comes up to this indian and he sees uh, two dogs that are tied up two wolves and one's strong and one's weak, and he, and he looks at the two, and the weak one looks savage, really savage. And so although the, the, the strong one, the healthy one, looks healthy, the, the weak one looks really, really savage. And so he asks him, which of the two, if, if you put them in a fight, which of the two would win? And he says, the one I feed. And, and that's a really pertinent point. In Galatians 5.21... Paul shows that we can let the old man win by practicing or continually doing these things, feeding the old nature, if you like. Mm. And then in this passage, he outlines the contrast between the two natures, um, which we've read so many times now. So many times we've gone over those, those two natures. So the one comes naturally from our sinful, self-centered nature, and we can feed that selfishness, if you like. And then... Uh, we can fool ourselves into thinking that we're saved if we just believe. However, on the other hand, the active faith that Paul's talking about demonstrates through our obedient actions that's displayed through his characteristics in our life that we do have the faith. Now, one illustration before we go to the break is a ship in a bottle. I don't know if any of you have seen a ship in a bottle. Very interesting how they get that in there, but they can't put the ship in the bottle unless they empty the contents of what's in the bottle first. 
If you don't empty the contents, it just continues being um, the use of a bottle for whatever the contents are. Mm. But when it gives up its contents and it's filled by something else, the ship in this case, it becomes uh, something completely different and an amazement where people look at this and go, how did they get the ship in there? Mm. The same is true for our our sin-filled human lives. We can continue on that path of destruction with no real meaning in our lives and purpose, or we can um, go beyond this sometimes painful, sim- um, meaningful, li- meaningless life, allow God to empty us and fill us with his spirit, then we can become something completely different. So really the key is uh, the Holy Spirit living within us, which then enables us to display the fruit of the Spirit, including yeah. faithfulness yeah. and yeah. all of the other fruits. All of the we, other things yeah. we've been talking about. That's mm. right. That's right. Um, It's time to go to another break. Our book offer today, The Fullness of Faithfulness, it's 20 inspirational testimonies of how women found God's peace and leading in turbulent times. It's by Laurie Bryan. Amid the piles of bills, the bickering children and the boiling pot on the stove, you may feel as though you do not have a moment to call your own. But even the bills and the children and the food are not truly your own. God lent you these responsibilities long ago with a specific future in mind. His faithfulness can provide when your strength is at its weakest. We're going to go to break and we'll give you the code straight after this break. But right now, this is Lead Us Faithfully and it's by Matt and Josie Minicus. Comfort 
children of your care. So lead us faithfully where we should go, Lord. We know not the way, Lord. So lead us faithfully where we should go. Beautiful song by Matt and Josie Minicus, and uh, really talks about that action, isn't it? Lead us faithfully where we should go. We uh, we don't stay still when we have faith. We move in God's plan and in God's will. Now, uh, before the break, we promised to give you the code for our book giveaway today, our free book offer, which is The Fullness of Faithfulness, which is 20 inspirational testimonies of how women found God's peace and leading in turbulent times. We've got four copies of this book to give away, and the code for today is REFLECT7. REFLECT7. You can text that in to 0488-880-891. The first four to claim the book offer, texting in REFLECT, number seven, no spaces, to 0488-880-891. The first four who text in will be able to get a copy of that book. Now, David, we need to wrap up our program today, and I know you've got lots more to say, but uh, where do we need to go to finish this off today? Yeah, thanks, Jason. So, look, the Bible shows in a number of places how God is faithful. What I want to look in this section is how do we see faithfulness displayed in God's character to give us an understanding of how he wants it to be displayed in ours? So I'd like to go first to Lamentations. Interesting little book just before Ezekiel. Uh, so Lamentations, chapter 3, 22 to 26. Let me read this. Chapter 22, uh, through the Lord's mercies. Um, sorry, chapter 3, verse 22. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. There's a hymn about that. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. Uh, wonderful, wonderful verses here that talk about the faithfulness of God, regardless of our hardships or the hardships of the prophet here. He says, I continue to trust. That's that strong belief that results in faithfulness, active active faith. In Genesis 8, 20 to 22, we read after the flood of God's faithfulness. He acknowledges that man is going to always have evil thoughts and he says, right, until the world ends, I will not stop it anymore. I, I will allow it to keep going. Um, and, and that's quite amazing that God sees all this suffering and everything and he says, no, I'm not going to destroy them again. This time I'm going to allow it all to just play out. So anybody from the universe watching, um, that's a whole other story, but the whole universe will be able to see God's faithfulness, his honesty, his grace, his mercy, all those things. So we see God's faithfulness um, played out where Jesus in Matthew 5 is, is talking about how he, he sends the rain on the just and the unjust, linking into what he said in Genesis there. God is then uh, sending his blessings on everyone. Everyone receives the blessings, good or bad. Uh, 
Imagine, even those who say there's no God, Jason, mm. those who say there's no God, God is giving them the air and the life for them to say and to think that. Mm. He doesn't say, well, you don't believe there's any God? Well, I'll just take back what's mine, and then we'll see how your belief goes. Mm. He, he, he keeps it. He, he allows them to keep it. And, and I think that's extremely uh, demonstrative of God's faithfulness, his love, his care, and all of those characteristics for us. Um, I suppose the key theme in all the Bible that explains God's faithfulness the best would be in John three fourteen to 17. Most people understand or remember John three sixteen. you know, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. But before that, in verse 14, he, he demonstrates how much he's going to take our sin. And he makes that reference to uh, Moses um, and Moses lifting up the serpent and walking uh, through the camp. We talked about that once before for those who've been listening to my programs and how Jesus is represented by that snake on the pole. He becomes sin for us. This is God's faithfulness, that he takes our sin completely when we give it to him. And the amazing part of these verses is that although through these passages it uses the Greek word for belief, not faith, all it takes is belief to be saved, but then we have to take an action once we are saved, you know, we've got to come to Christ and then we take an action. That faith is putting our life in his hands and then allowing the Holy Spirit to influence influence us and then cooperating with the Holy Spirit in our behavior. Hmm. So that is faith. That is faith. Romans one sixteen to 17 goes on and says that the just will live by faith. They'll live with that active faith. And that's the important part of it. So if we link back to that demonstration I used at the beginning about creation, right from the beginning of creation, God has demonstrated his faithfulness to mankind by the way he provides for us, gives us that environment to live in that's safe and um, you know that we can go outside and we can breathe and we have the basic necessities that we need, um, shelter, water, air. Um, and even those who deny he exists are kept alive through his blessings. You know, when we believe in Jesus as our saviour, because of what he's done for us and we receive his Holy Spirit, that faithfulness is then played out in and through our lives to others, giving a living demonstration to others of the faith of God. So they can look to us and they can say, hey, yeah, genuine Christians I'm talking about, not selfish people, but genuine Christians who look... Uh, look to God for their um, faith and their life, that then becomes a living demonstration to others. Um, God's faithfulness, which comes from his love, then counteracts and overpowers the sinful traits of our, our human nature. And what I challenge you today to do is to accept Jesus anew today, accept his indwelling Holy Spirit and display his faithfulness to others through your active obedience God today. Mm. Amen. David, um, I'm just, you know, thinking that sometimes we refer to this thing called a leap of faith and mm. uh, sometimes, you know, like that uh, tightrope walker 
it would be a big leap of faith to get up onto his shoulders and walk across that uh, tight mm. rope. Mm. But uh, I, th- I guess that comes from practicing the little things, isn't it? Like as we develop our faith, it's about you know going through the little things, putting our trust in God for the little things, so that we can build our faith to be stronger uh, to deal with the bigger things as well. Definitely. Um, what have you got for us next week, David? Yeah, so next week we're going to descri- describe the gentleness of God pertaining to his character and, and what that looks like. It's not weakness. That's the only insight I'll give you. <laughs> okay. Gentleness is not weakness. No. And uh, tomorrow's program, we've got a new guest coming in and uh, sharing a story called Finding Love and Purpose. This is Tamika Spalding. So tune in tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. for that. Um, we'll actually have a number of uh, parts to her story and uh, there'll be three parts over the coming three weeks so do join us for that remember our code for today the book The Fullness of Faithfulness 20 inspirational testimonies of how women found God's peace and leading in turbulent times that code is reflect number 7 text that into 0488 880891 Text that in today and we can get to the first four in. We'll get a copy. We've already had some come in. This is Don't Forget His Love by Ellie Holcomb. Remember, God is with you today. He is faithful. Have a good day. Praise the Lord Oh my soul Oh and all Praise the Lord, oh my soul, don't forget His love, who forgives all of your sins, and who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit.
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.